Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus, living life on purpose for Him. And today we have on a close friend of mine, Melissa Shoemaker. She's the Chief of Operations and People Officer with Don Barton. Woohoo! Yes, thanks for having me. (laughs) Shout out! Come on I'm like the sidekick to Don Barton. You are... The superhero sidekick. You are the superhero sidekick because and we're gonna get into it who is Don Barton that's you know what there's our first question who is Don Barton she's a friend of ours she's a friend of ours I call her my frost because she's my friend and boss and you know we actually work very dynamically great together so <laughs> yes you um, do. but she's an author she wrote laughing through the ugly cry yes. and she's working on another book right now um, but she's been through a lot of hardship and so her books whole her whole theme is just about finding joy in the really hard places and going through hard journeys and still choosing intentionally to be joyful yeah. and find joy through hardship. I would say that's true for you too. Yes, I would agree. Yes. It's been a, that's hard for me. It doesn't naturally happen. Yes. So, and so <laughs> <be> very intentional, <laughs> very intentional. Yes. Ditto. So the other thing you guys should know is both of our children go to the same school. They do. They're yeah. both two. Yeah. And they were due on the same date, but mine came very early. (laughs) And we both found out that we were expecting around the same day. So we're at small group at Don Barton's house. We did not plan to go into this, but we're going in. Yeah. It's to encourage you listening. (laughs) And our two-year-olds are obsessed with each other. She has Rhett. I have Brixie. Yeah. And And they like to kiss each other. They kiss each other. We were just sitting here one night at dinner and all of a sudden Brixie leaned over towards him and said, kiss. And And he... With, oh, he just went in. He went in deep. Like, he, did. he was all head for til- it. <laughs> like, the head was tilted, and he went in for the kiss. I was like, no, he did not. Yes, it was so cute. Yes. Okay, in the place where they go, they don't know that we know that they kiss. No. And they don't tell us. No, and we don't tell- daycare. No, they don't know. 
But we know they make out all day we, at daycare. We know because he comes to me and says, mommy kisses. And he is like lips ready to go. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Lord help him. <laughs> okay. So today we just want to encourage you to use your position, no matter what it is, to broadcast God's love. Jesus gives us joy. Jesus gives us peace. And we are here laughing as friends today because Christ has saved our lives and we have that rich friendship because of Jesus. And a really cool story about Melissa and where I want to start today is that you're from California. I am born and raised. Yes. And we have a lot of listeners who are from California, like the top five states, California, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, but California is one of those. And we just want to celebrate California for a little bit. So you're from there, right? I am. I think I am from not just the best place in California, but the best place in the world. I've traveled to a few places in the world, and I still think that where I came from is best. So I grew up in Kings Beach, California, which is uh, Lake Tahoe, California. And I grew up on the lake, in the mountains. Uh, it was just, I truly think I had the best childhood Ever. Really? Yes. Because of where I grew up. I was just the greatest little town to grow up in. Yeah. I want to visit where you lived. Like, I want to visit Lake Tahoe. Done. I think that every single person at some point in your life, you have to go to Tahoe. It's called the Jewel of the Sierras, but really it's just the Jewel of the World. Oh, really? It's just so beautiful. Okay. Paint the picture for us. Oh. What does it look like? Okay. It's like Pensacola water. So it's clear water. You can see like the ripples in the sand. Um, But there's mountains all around, and it is a crystal blue color. It is just so gorgeous. And in the spring, you know, it's got all of the green trees. And in the winter, all those trees are covered in gorgeous snow and snow-topped mountains. It's just every single angle of it is gorgeous. And it smells like pine all year round. And I love the people there, probably because I am one of them, but it just, it's just a magical place. And as a child, it's a place where you can just run free and explore. I mean, I can't even imagine being a child now with like tablets. I'm like, I would, I think I'd still choose to go play outside in Tahoe because it's just such a great place. I still am smelling pine. Like I'm thinking about walking outside and smelling pine because that's not the smell we have here. No, no, different here. But it is, it's like when you drive up into Tahoe, you start to smell it and you're like, oh, I am home. Yes. Oh, I bet you miss it so much. I do. I love it there so much. It has a special place in my heart. Do you go back to visit? Every once in a while, yeah. We were yeah. just thinking of going this summer, so we'll see. Oh, that's true. I've been in a while. It's hard to fly with all these kids. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So three but, kids. Yes. Married. And you moved here to Pensacola for his job, right? Yes. So my husband was a football coach. And so we've been, uh, we were in Southern California when we met, and then we moved to Missouri for a few years, and then came to the University of West Florida in Pensacola so he could okay. coach there. So we've kind of been all over. Okay. So what are y'all doing now? Like paint the picture for us. Where can we meet you right now? The shoemakers, what's going on? Oh, the shoemakers. We just came out of a super hard couple of years. So we actually moved back to California for a coaching position. Um, and it was all during COVID. So a few months into it, the program was cut. And so we sold our, we had sold our house in Pensacola. We had packed everything up and moved across the country. Our youngest was a newborn at the time, um, only to get there and get furloughed and then have the whole entire program cut. So that was 2020. That was 2020, right at the, probably like right in the middle of 2020 is when it all went down. So it was very, very hard trying to figure out how to live out there, if we should live out there. And we had um, a couple 
people come to us and say, I mean, we were really broken. Just what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Um, and we had a couple people, leaders in our church who said, you know what? Like when I'm confused, I go back to the last word that the Lord told me and return to it. And God had really called us to Pensacola through um, a Deuteronomy passage, actually. Really? Yes. Go there. You're going to call me on it. It's yes. Deuteronomy 8. And it starts at verse 6. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, deep springs gushing out of, into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he's given you. Wow. And so that was the verse he gave us when we first came to Pensacola. And when we left, we just felt like this cannot, we left and went to California. It could not have gotten worse. It was like one thing after another, it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And so though it seemed crazy, I just said, I think I want to go back. And I think the last place the Lord called us is Pensacola. So wow. let's Because go back. of the advice from your friend. From our pastor, yeah. Our pastor and a couple leaders in our church who both said the same thing but didn't know they had both said it. Wow. So I thought that was a good piece of wisdom. And for people listening, it's like, what is that? Would you credit that experience to the Holy Spirit? Oh, totally. I think the Holy Spirit definitely showed us that. But I always say whatever, like, wisdom you get, especially in these big life changes, whatever it may be, taking on a new job or moving or selling your house there's so many people who come at you with opinions and it's really hard especially if you value them to push them aside and just be quiet and wait to hear what god tells you Um, and we definitely felt that pressure when we moved to california there's so many opinions from every side and we listened to a lot and it it almost made us paralyzed really so finally when this all went terribly we just said okay what did god say last time and he said go to Pensacola. And it was through that verse where he made it so clear. I mean, Pensacola is just a rich place and it's a place where things are really booming right now and businesses are growing. And I really do think that it's where springs are, you know, gushing forth and uh, there is actually a quote on one of our favorite breweries, Perfect Plane. Yes, we love <laughs> but that But it's place. by Rachel Alexander, if I'm correct. And yeah. she talks about when she first came to Pensacola. So this was like back, I'm guessing like mid 1800s, maybe yeah. before that, I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, and she talks about how Pensacola is this perfect plain, but she was, she talked about how there's beautiful agriculture, there's beautiful pomegranate yeah. trees. And I saw that verse, right? Or that a uh, quote right when we moved back to Pensacola and I was like this is just confirmation this is where we're supposed wow. to be as silly as that is it is yes. a rich land yeah it is and it is a grow a place of growth mm-hmm. and it's a town that is really starting to take off and I'm grateful to be a part of it I am so grateful to be a part of it's it it's so cool wow it's so neat that you're talking about this right now because I love this city too and my husband and I we were just visiting a place where we're from and I believe wherever God has called you to, if you're seeking Jesus and loving on him and serving him and the people around you, you can make that place better just by loving the Lord, like just by serving him. And when I'm here in Pensacola, I feel that way. Like I feel like I'm a part of something really cool that's happening. And like DC Reeves owns Perfect Plane. You know, he loves the Lord. Like he's out there making a business. I don't, and, and that, he's young and, and he's, he's yeah. just an empowering person. I am all about DC series. He's a really cool guy. Right. 
Ditto. And there are other people who are out there doing really cool things who love the Lord and are helping grow this city. I've just never been a part of something where, and it's all different ages too. It's not just our age, but they are really proud of Pensacola. I agree. Yeah. Everyone, even like the older couples that I meet that have been here forever, they understand the traditions of Pensacola and the richness of it. And I feel like everyone is so welcoming. I mean, I'm an outsider coming from California, which is not always appreciated because California has just changed so much. Yeah. 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 And I feel like people still just embrace you and they're glad you're here to help their city grow and, and become a better place. I feel like life is all about being able to be, to change lives through loving people and encouraging them and bringing them joy. And this is just a place it's, I find it hard to even meet people who aren't just full of life here. I do too. You meet the coolest people in a restaurant or walking on the street. It's everyone is so kind. Yes. And there's so many transplants. I did not expect us to go down this road. This is what we have to say. We are not on the chamber of commerce for Pensacola, (laughs) but we should be. (laughs) But we should be because every day is a chamber of commerce day in Pensacola. No, we say all this to say, hey, if you come down and visit, like enjoy it, check out the local businesses, go to the beach, enjoy the people, ask where people are from, like you'll just have a really good time. Yeah. But, um, and check out our churches. So where do you go to church? I go to Freedom Church. Yeah. Um, and I love Freedom Church. Yeah. It is, uh, it's just a place, it's free. It's a free place. Like you get to just worship how you want to worship. And our pastor is just so real and cool and so welcoming, like says hi to everybody. Like they're his best friend. He makes everyone feel so loved. Um, and our kids love it and they love like the leaders there love our kids. And so I don't know. I I can't say a bad thing about that church. It's so great. Yes. And Upper Room Church is where we go. And same thing. Yeah. It's just, they're both amazing places. We're so blessed. We really are. I know. I, you know, it's funny because you bring up Tahoe and I used to always think I could never, ever leave here. And no matter what, I'll bring my kids back here. Like they have to experience being in the woods and having forts out in the woods and playing in the creek um, and snowboarding all day. I just, and a snow day. I want them to experience all of that. That being said, I have never, my parents moved me halfway through high school to the Bay Area in California. And I never felt like I had a home, like a town that felt like home, like Tahoe did, until we moved to Pensacola. And that was the first time I felt like, oh, when I you know, fly home or fly back to Pensacola and I land like this is home to me. Yes. And that is, I don't know if it's because both places have crystal clear water. I don't know what it is, but it's just like both places are magical to me. And I'm glad that I can leave Tahoe and feel like my time there is done. And this is where God has me. Yeah. That's beautiful. Jeremiah 29, 7. And before I read this verse, I just want to tell you where I first heard this verse spoken in this context that we're about to go down. Annie F. Downs, That Sounds Fun podcast, amazing podcast. Bubba Watson was on that podcast and he's from Pensacola. I'm just saying. Yes. Bubba's like, sweet spot. Some yes. people know him for golf. I know him for ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what is golf? I love ice cream. And he said that in the interview, he was talking about how people go downtown for the sugar. And so he's like, let's make a candy shop. 
Oh, I love that. Awesome. So yeah, check that out if you come to Pensacola. But one of the verses they shared in that conversation was Jeremiah 29, 7. And I just want to read it to you. And I pray this verse over you where you are in the city that you're in. It says, seek the prosperity of the city to which I have sent you as exiles. Pray to the Lord on its behalf. For if it prospers, you too will prosper. And for the first time as I'm reading this verse, I'm remembering the beginning. It says, seek the prosperity of the city for which I have sent you as exiles. We came to Pensacola for work. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You did too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So wherever God has sent you to, pray to the Lord on its behalf. For if it prospers, you too will prosper. Pray for your city. Wow. Thank you, God. And just as you say that, I mean, I think through California because I would say through COVID, it has had one of the hardest hits. And I think that a lot of people are just still going through so much with their businesses. And, um, I even just think about little Lake Tahoe and, um, you know, businesses that were struggling there and friends that are struggling there, Mm -hmm. you know, with the housing market, it's hard for anybody to get a house. It's just a very interesting time. And I, I really love California. I feel like she's just this beautiful place and, um, full of beautiful people. And a lot of people are leaving just to get a little bit more freedom. But for people that are there, I just pray that for them, that they'd be able to really invest wholeheartedly in the people around them and the businesses around them. Cause I want to see it prosper again. And, yeah. um, I just think of my friends that are there that I grew up with and so many of them, I only stay in touch through social media, but it's fun to watch them. And I, I just pray that they also feel that prosperity yeah. in their town. There's a podcast Riley and I listen to. It's called The Brian Buffini Show. Well, now it's called The Good Life with Brian Buffini, but he's from California and he's like, all this hate on California. I had to go for a walk on the beach just to make sure the sand was still there. Like, <laughs> so true. Oh yeah, that's right. It is still beautiful. Like the state is amazing. Fight the good fight. Exactly. She's worth it. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. Oh, it's beautiful. We wanted to talk about where you're from, California. And we also want to talk about the work you're doing with Don Barton because we know Dawn. She's come on the podcast. If you want to get to know Dawn more, for who, you who's listening, check out some of our former episodes with her. She was fantastic. And she is an author, and she has a fantastic book out. She's also doing some new things with her mission. I'm going to call it a mission. It's oh, a mission. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when we came back to Pensacola, well, I had done life groups with Dawn for a while. We yeah. led them together. And when I came back to Pensacola, um, she had just been signed to write a new book. And she had said, you know, I, I really want to hire you. And I think that I can afford to do that right now. Yeah. But we started, you know, we talked about it. And then we started dreaming through why and what could we, what could I do for her? And she was like, well, she lives on a beautiful property um, yeah. in Pensacola. And so, well, in cantonment if we need to be. Yeah, very- I mean... It's whatever. It's, it's literally down the interstate. Yeah. It's gorgeous property, and we call it Trinity. Um, and she, you know, when she went and visited it when it was list, uh, when it was just a listing a couple of years ago, she said, "God, if I get this property, like I just want to give it all to you, and Amen. I want it to be a place for people to come and get healing and get purpose." And so they bought it. And so when I she hired me, she said, "I really want to do retreats here." And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know really how to do it. And neither did I, but we were like, all right, let's do it. So we have started retreats. We just finished one last week. 
Yes. Um, and it has been mind-blowing oh. how amazing they are. So we just... We basically said, let's open it up to 15 people per retreat. And within the first five minutes of putting it up for sale up for the first one, in five minutes, sorry, it was sold out. So Yeah, it was amazing it to was see on social crazy. media. I was like, we broke the internet. I mean, it's only amazing. Target usually does this. Exactly. But <laughs> Target and Don Barton. Da- yeah, and Target team. and Don Barton Media. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we... we um, Brought in 15 women for our first retreat in March, and it was so amazing. So some people ask, like, well, what are these all about? And what is the theme? Yeah. You know, Dawn is known for so many different things. She's She was number seven in Mary Kay for a long time. Yeah. She's incredible at sales. She's incredible at business. She's a great speaker. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people thought, okay, well, this is to gain some following for business or to grow in my business. But really, it's about you, and it's about – we bring people in and they, they hear about, well, it's basically if they're flailing in life, yeah. they can't figure out their purpose or something is just holding them back from wow. living a life abundantly. Yeah. They come with all of those things and we help to walk them through it. And our hope is that they leave Trinity completely different. We want them to walk out with their lives absolutely changed, which is that's a high bar to right. hold up, you know, but I, yeah. it, we've done it so far with every person that's come through the gates. I think that they would leave saying my life has been forever changed. You guys are rocket launchers. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We, it's really neat. We, we have some things called grand gatherings and Dawn yeah. speaks at them about, you know, finding purpose in your life. And just because you're retired or just because you've lost somebody in your family right. or you're, you're in a, time of battle with the Lord or in grief, it doesn't mean that life is over. You just need to get through it and choose joy and find purpose in it. And so um, these women that have come in, there many of them are recent widows, yeah. somebody who had lost three family members and also had her house burned down. Mm-hmm. Um, and some who are like, I'm a new empty nester and I have no idea what's next, but I'm ready to like live. I'm ready to have more purpose. And yeah. so we sit with them and really let them dream and rest and um, we have amazing food. Yeah, the pictures oh my in gosh. the barn. When I say that, you're like, in the barn? But oh yeah, it's Southern Comfort. I mean, it's it's garden and gun. Oh my it's gosh. It's beautiful. We use um, Emerald Coast Private Chefs, okay. Chef Bob. Basically, we use Chef Bob. He is so good and he's funny. We yeah. text it all the time and banter back and forth. But I'm like, I was like, well, we'll hire you again for the fall, but you must bring us this chocolate roll cake he brought Chocolate <laughs> rolled cake? We don't know what it was, but it was have it in your mouth is what it was. <laughs> Chef so. Bob. Shout out Chef Bob. Oh, is he from here? What? Yeah, he's from here. Really? Mm-hmm. That's great. And what's yeah. the business called? Emerald Coast Private Chefs. Okay. Amazing catering. Yeah. Amazing. Well, the pictures were fantastic. And the yes. connection that you could tell, I know you can't, you know, it's not a video. You can't like embrace the hugs that were given and stuff, but- the pictures, their faces look so warm. Their hearts look so soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's funny because we take pictures on the very first day and we take pictures on the last. Oh my god! And you look at the first day and you can see the heaviness on people. And by the mm. last day, almost everyone's countenance has changed. They've just, they feel lighter. They feel freer. They feel, feel more purposeful. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I do one of the breakout sessions and... um we have you go to three different sessions while you're there. So 
the one I teach is on sozo, which is basically, it's a word that's used in the Bible 110 times. It means to be saved, to heal, to be made whole. That's a few of the, just a few of the the meanings behind it. So when you see someone in the Bible get saved or they become whole, that is generally going to go back to the Greek word of sozo. And I often believe, and this is definitely from my own life experience too, that you, you know, Jesus came so that we may have life abundantly. So if Amen. you feel like you're not living life abundantly, you got to pause and you got to figure out why. And I would say, this is my own theory. <laughs> no, this it's is usually good. because of a lie you believe, a wound that just cannot seem to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's some, some traumatic event you went through in your life or some, something that, someone hurts you there's you know or even a physical wound like my back is out and I I cannot function and so and or it can be an offense so your lie it can be lies that you believe wounds that you just can't seem to heal from or offenses you just can't seem to forgive wow and so I feel like we need to take a pause like just for a minute (laughs) like this is go get your notebooks okay (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) okay so sozo yeah and so I often think if you're going to be made whole, let's walk through, because you want to live life abundantly. So let's mm-hmm. let's walk through some steps to get to wholeness. And so let's let's write out what are those lives. Mm-hmm. And you know, a common one at these retreats is insecurity. Um, and so what is I say? Write out the lie, and then at the same time, I want you to write out the opposite thing. What would that be? Confidence. Okay. Um, I believe that I am not smart. Okay. What is the opposite thing? You are very smart. So sometimes you have to write out those lies. Some things that have been spoken over you as a young kid, some things your parents might have said, or you know, sometimes you need to stop with the self-talk of the lies that you've been telling yourself and maybe think through what your parents have empowered you with. You know, right. And as parents, we need to really think through our empowering words to our kids. Yes. Um, so anyways, you write those out and you, you just go through them and you get rid of them. I, when I was in ministry school, one thing our pastor used to always say is you just need to flush, flush those thoughts. Okay. And so you flush those lies and you take in the positive truths about you. Okay. So we did kind of skate over a big part of your story. Yes. You went to Bethel. I went to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Yeah, some people, I'm sure any friends in Tahoe are like, what in the world? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I went to, I got my degree in um, Christian education through Taylor University. And then right after I went to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Oh my goodness. Their worship music. <laughs> I just so experienced good. heaven. Jesus culture in Bethel. They're so good. Oh, Jesus culture. I know. I didn't know they were from Bethel. Yes, they're from Bethel. Uh-huh. Oh, I love their music. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Okay. So how did Bethel change you? Not to like shift gears, but how oh did my it gosh. change you? So Bethel, I say anyone should go to Bethel for one year of their life before they die. And one guy graduated with our class and he was 87 years old. So I okay. would just say like, you have no excuse to not go to for just one go. Year. Yeah. So I had two friends. Well, one friend I knew because of the other friend, but two friends, one went to Bethel and the other one went to a private Bible college. And like she learned, they read the Bible from front to back. And then the other one had like this deep worship experience, both like amazing Holy Spirit experiences. But to hear them talk about going to a Bible school, they had so much of a rich experience. Yeah. I mean, I think you get so much from both. Yeah. And when I was at Bethel, um, 
the reason I went is because I had all this, I had this degree in Christian education, I had all this knowledge about the Bible and ministry. Yeah. And suddenly I started having these experiences with the Holy Spirit. And, um, it was really actually for a little bit, I thought I was going crazy because I was hearing a voice that was, so this is an example. I worked at a coffee shop and this lady drove up and as she drove up, I heard this voice say to me, her name is Linda. And her husband left her last night. I want you to go talk to her. <gasps> so immediately I think you're insane. You're going, you're psychotic. You should probably like go admit yourself. <laughs> no, 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 so no, no. So I'm making her coffee yes. and I say, hey, is your name Linda? And she said, yes. And I said, did your husband happen to leave you last night? Which is so awkward. That's so awkward. That no, is, it's not I'm awkward. Not like, I'm so in this. <laughs> I, yes. I, I'm sweating thinking about doing that. Like when God, I mean, I didn't do it. So when I'm, the Holy I'm Spirit in. prompts yeah. you like that or speaks to you in that way, uh, you know, you think you'd be like, yes, Lord, I shall do this. But no, I am like sweating. Like this is weird. And this Susan thing, I'm a psycho. And, but then you just take the risk and you say it and generally God will back you up. And so she said, yes. And she burst into tears and I was, you know, behind this little shop, this coffee uh, cart and I popped out behind You're behind it. what? A coffee cart, you know, making the latte for her. And so I popped out from behind it and I actually got into her car, into the passenger seat. And I just said, I think I'm just supposed to pray for you and talk to you about this. And she just weeped and I prayed over her and I was totally weirded out by it. But it made me realize how real the Holy Spirit was. I knew a lot about God. I knew a lot about Jesus, but I didn't know a lot about the Holy Spirit. That really opened me up to all that God is doing and can do. Yeah. And you're bringing that same okay I'm not when I say this for the person listening the Holy Spirit is not something you manufacture it's something that lives inside of you when you become saved and so I was about to say something but I just want for whoever's listening to know like the Holy Spirit is with Melissa at Bethel or at that coffee shop just as much as he is with Melissa when she's at one of these retreats with Don Barton because that is what you are doing at these retreats, you are allowing the Holy Spirit to move and his same presence is still with you mm-hmm. there yes. when you're, when you're speaking, cause you are doing a presentation mm-hmm. and walking with women and saying, Hey, let's pause. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. When you just listen to him or you become aware of his voice, yeah. it's easy then to be like, okay, I gotta go. I'm going to go do this and I'm going to hear for other people. And right. That's when lives are changed when they hear from the Lord. Not exactly. From you. Amen. So I heard this on K-Love today. It's a quote by Tim Keller, and it says, If our identity is in our work rather than Christ, success will go to our heads and failure will go to our hearts. That's by Timothy Keller, which he's a pastor out of New York. Amazing podcast Mm -hmm. and messages. But if our identity is in our work rather than in Christ, our identity is in Christ. Our calling is that we're saved. Like our identity is in Christ. We're a child of God. Yeah. And what if you don't have work? Yeah. What if you, what if that all, what if your program gets cut? What if you lose your job? What if, you know, there's so many, it's not about what you're doing. It's about who you meet every day and what the Lord has for them. Yeah. That's what's important. Our identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. And just believing that truth is another truth. Going back to writing down the lie and saying the truth. That is a truth for your life. If you're saved, you're, you're well, even if you're not saved, you're still a child of God. He made you. Yeah. You didn't make yourself. Yeah. I want to go back to if you're not living abundantly, 
you have to pause and ask why. Mm-hmm. God, why? God, what do you want me to do? And this sozo word, is there anything else you can tell us to help us understand what that word means and how to apply it to our lives? Yeah, so it, let me read the full meaning of it because it is powerful. And um, there is, you can go, like people are trained to pray um, sozo a sozo type prayer. I'm not really trained in it. I mean, I went to a little bit of school for it, but um, this is just what I gathered from my own reading about sozo and what the Lord kind of showed me, but it means to save, to keep safe and sound, to rescue from destruction, to save from the evils which obstruct the reception of the messianic deliverance, to heal, preserve, do well, to be made whole. Mm. So when you don't feel whole, it is time to pause and figure out why and to ask the Lord to show you. I mean, and even if I, I, you know, if there are not believers that are listening and you're like, what in the world? Yeah. Who cares? Just pause and think through, why do I not feel like my life is whole right now and I'm not living abundantly? And you just write out, what are some lies I believe? What are some wounds that I can't seem to heal? And who are some people that might have offended me and I harbor bitterness or unforgiveness towards them? And you just, you write out their names, but then scratch it out or write different names in case they see it, you know? (laughs) Permanent marker. And you just say, I forgive so-and-so. I forgive so-and-so. And And you will, you will feel lighter. And here's the thing, forgive without the apology. You don't need someone to apologize to forgive. And that's a hard thing to do sometimes. Yeah. It's not hard for me because I'm like, I just want to move past it. Yeah. It is hard for me for some reason. And I, so I have to, I just have to like pause and be like, I forgive this person and I, I can move forward. You have to, because then you will harbor that bitterness and it will grow. Mm -hmm. It will fester. And in terms of wounds, um, this might be a little off topic, but I, so my brother passed away in a tragic boat accident um, in 2016. And so it was a very, 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 very hard few years for my entire family, but definitely for me. And the first year in particular was almost debilitating Mm -hmm. because he was just my favorite person in the world. And it was just a super tragic out of nowhere accident. Um, And it was really hard to recover. And so for over a year, for a couple years, I... There, you couldn't get me to read the Bible. I could barely go to church. I don't even think I really did go to church because we just moved here and I was like, I'm not going with this, like, this dark cloud over me. Yeah. Um, and I, there will be people who are listening, I'm sure, that are in that dark cloud season of your life. Something tragic just happened. Um, you just lost somebody very precious to you or a job or something, and you cannot seem to get out from under that cloud. Mm. And so to just sit down and be like, I shall be healed from this wound. Like that doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't work. But you need to give yourself the grace to feel the wound and be okay crying and to just embrace it. We have a friend who, um, Callie Brigham, who does one of the breakout sessions for our retreats. And one thing she said was, um, you don't necessarily have to let it go. You just need to let it be. And then from there, see in what, you know, I would say from there, see what areas that you can find joy, even though it is so hard. And in those little bits of just being intentional about finding joy, though you still have the wound and asking for healing, you will slowly get healed. The hard, hard pain of death 
will go away slowly, maybe not forever, but it will be less and less as you intentionally choose to be with the Lord and choose to be joyful. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that's easy. I'm just saying that it is a really, it's a, it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to be intentional about. Philippians 4, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Mm, I love that. I do too. Because it's like, let's not, it happened. Let's not stay there. Yeah, let's not stay there. But you do have to have the grace as well to grieve. Like I, mm-hmm. I when I my brother when I lost my brother, I had a new baby and she was like a year old and I remember thinking, I can't be this like broken mom all the time. Like she can't have this mom who's just in despair for the rest of her life. So mm-hmm. my main prayer to the Lord was, God, I want to feel all the grief that I need to feel. I want to grieve fully. But I want to be able to grieve quickly because I can't. I can't be horrible for my daughter. I can't be depressed. I have to. I want to grieve fully. I don't want this to show up in like thirty years and I've got some major issues. Right. I want to grieve fully and feel all of it. But I need to like take some healthy steps also to get through it. So what did that? Can I ask you what that looked like <clears throat> for you? It was going to church. It was actually as simple as it as it sounds. It was going out to lunch with a girlfriend because it was so much easier to sit at home and kind of sit in my sorrow. Yeah. Um, it was, it took a lot of work for me to just go make new friends and be with people. Yeah. But doing that was so healthy for me and healthy for my heart and my mind. And they were so encouraging through that season because, because I took the steps to just go out and be around people. And I think it's important to know with Melissa's story that you moved right after that happened. Yeah. Days after days after actually the accident happened and they couldn't, um, they actually were searching for my brother's body, which was not, not actually recovered. And so we were out in California while the search was happening. And, um, Meanwhile, our church went into our house and completely packed up our entire house so that when we got back, we literally threw a couple things in the truck and then we left and moved to Pensacola. So it was like trauma happened. Then I moved and I was put into this little town where I knew nobody. And you had a baby. And I had a baby. First a baby. Old. Yeah. And then I got pregnant really quickly. With your which second. Which was slightly unexpected. <laughs> yeah. So, surprise! Yeah, quite a surprise in a really hard season, which is not fun, but he's awesome. <laughs> yes, he's so sweet. Yes, yes. he's so sweet. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share? I know we're going to talk about what Bible verse is helping you in this season, but is there just anything else you wanted to share? I don't think so. No, okay. I, I don't think so. I think that it's just good to know that there, you know, if you're not living life abundantly, Let's make some changes to do so. And if you're having trouble with that, I mean, I would even say consider going to one of our retreats. They are really special. And um, it is an all-female retreat. So if you're a male. You're not invited. You can call me and we can, my husband and I can walk you through it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And he's a coach, a former coach too. So he'll coach you. Yes. (laughs) You got this. High five. Uh, yeah, that's team. That's exactly what he sounds like. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> anyway, what Bible verse is helping you in this season? Um, well, this is just 
I don't know if helping me, but it is like so encouraging to me. So Isaiah 60, after just such a hard, hard season um, in California, it was just, even when I shared just about losing a job, like that's a nice way to say what happened to us. So um, here's what's, what's really been exciting for me. Isaiah 60 says, 60, 15, although you have been forsaken and hated, With no one traveling through, I will make you the everlasting pride and the joy of all generations. You will drink from the milk of nations and be nursed at royal breasts. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring you gold and silver in place of iron. Instead of wood, I will bring you bronze and iron in place of stones. I will make peace your governor. That is like so heartwarming to me that peace would govern your life. Mm -hmm. And well-being your ruler after not feeling well these last few years in our marriage and in this move and everything. Just to let that be our ruler for our family. Um No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders. I feel that for our nation, actually. But you will call your wall salvation and your gates praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Mm. That is just encouraging for this season because I did not feel that way (laughs) a couple years ago. But since being back in Pensacola, very slowly but surely, he is becoming like our everlasting light, you know, and it's really, it's so good. And it's so peaceful to feel that way. Finally. (laughs) Do you mind reading that last part where it does talk about the everlasting light again? Yeah. It says the sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you for the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Wow. To just think about people who are not in America and listening to this too, the same goes for you. And the same goes for people in California and New York and Colorado and here. Yeah. And even if you're like, I am not a believer. I do not know God. This girl is whacked out. I would just say like, pause for a minute. If you don't feel peace, pause for a minute. If well-being is not your ruler right now and just like throw out a little prayer that just says, Jesus, help me feel peace. Like, just try it. Yeah. Because he's going to show up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even if you are a believer, I encourage you to pray that prayer. Yeah. And you can pray it right now. Jesus, yeah. help me have peace. Jesus, give me peace. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, let me be well. Let me be whole. Let me be healed. Let me be protected. That whole word from Sozo, I just love it. It's so good, isn't it? It's so, so good. good. And I need to know more about it because I... The picture has been painted for me. I just, it's almost like I don't understand it yet. Yeah. I don't either fully, but. Really? No, I don't. I mean, okay, I. Okay, that's a normal thing. I then. just think it's such a big. It's a deep. To be saved, healed, made whole is just, I mean, that's your whole body. Your wow. mind, your spirit, your body. That's a lot. Everything <laughs> that you've told yourself that's a lie, God has made it whole. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, 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 okay. All the lies spoken over you, you flush them. You flush them. That's not who you are. No. Yeah. 
Amen. Oh my goodness. The truth will set you free, my friends. The truth will set you free. But will you let it? Oh, amen. Oh my goodness. Let me say one thing about yes. hanging out with Ricky Stewart. Okay. What, 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 what? I tell people this all the time who we have like mutual friends with. I'm like, when you hang out with Ricky, you leave and you feel like I am just such a great person because she makes you feel so awesome. Oh. And there's no way to hang out with Ricky and not leave and oh, feel like if you edit this out, I'll be so mad. No, I won't. You I when won't. you leave hanging out with Ricky, it is like your day is gonna be good. Your day is gonna oh, well, be good. good. That's a yes. blessing. Good. You are really good at broadcasting his love. Oh, I mean, truly, you. like you are total model of that. Thank and I'm you. so glad I get to be your friend. That's so sweet, and I truly appreciate you saying that. I love Jesus and he's changed my life. And I just wanna do good work. Like I wanna do good inputs and let God provide the increase. So Thank you, Jesus, for your friendship, Melissa Shoemaker. We're nailing it. <laughs> check, check, check. Hey, while you're listening and you're laughing and you're like, oh, look, they're just chilling, chit-chatting, would you give us a five-star review at the bottom of iTunes? They really should have 10 as an option, you know, just hit that 10 button. <laughs> I, nobody does it. I'm like, come on, hook it up. Yes. We love you. Broadcast God's love. Because what happens is it gets it out to other people. But if you don't want to, it's fine too. I mean, whatever. It's fine. The other day, I, I said that somebody fell from grace. And like the guest on the podcast was like, um, you can't fall from grace. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yes, we can rebuke our friends too. Okay, Melissa, I have so enjoyed this chat. Thank you so much for your time. I have loved being here. Seriously, was so excited to just hang out with you. Ditto. Yeah, I was Same. nervous, but I was pumped. Well, I knew what the listener was going to get from hearing your testimony and just hearing your heart for God, just the real pure. Like that's the name for this conversation is just pure. You have a pure heart and we got to listen to that today. And I pray that it brought you closer to Jesus because he is life and he can give you that abundant life and he makes us whole. So thank you for sharing that. And we want to hang out with you. We want to go to the retreat that you're at. Yes. We want to hear your message that God has given you. It's to- so good. I'm not, it's everyone else is even better. Like they're the people who come and be are, are the mentors and do breakout sessions are amazing. Really? Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. You get rocket launched. Yes. <laughs> at Trinity. Yes. So how do we sign up? What's the deal there? Um, okay. So if you go to donbarton.com, you'll see right at the top, you can click retreats and sign up. Um, and super easy. There's, you can do it in one big payment or you can do it in little payments. However works for you and your finances. If you want to go and you're like, I cannot make this happen, you email us and we will see if we can make it happen for you. I heard about you all doing that scholarship. Yes, it's so cool. I mean, it's a high price point to go to this retreat, but mm-hmm. it is, you get a swag bag. You, it, it also, your hotel is within that price. Um, you get a lot within it. So it does, it's it's totally worth every penny. Um, yeah, that swag being bag. said, after so many women who came were asking us, like, I would love to sponsor somebody or I'd love to give a little bit so that if someone wants to go and they don't have the finances for it, they have the opportunity. And really cool. Um, Dawn is just so hesitant about that of asking people for things, but mm-hmm. I just think that's a special way to be a part of something so life changing. Um, and some people have the gift of finances and can give. And so 
they've been able to do that and it's allowed um, a few people to be able to sign up and go to our retreats and it's going to be a really amazing time for them. Yes. So the next one is this fall. The fall dates are September 23rd through the 25th or October 21st through the 23rd. And like you said, you can just go on donbarton.com and you can click that first link. It says sign me up. And there is an early bird coupon, but I'm not sure if this is going to be up when this podcast airs. Go check out our website. And if it's something you're into, sign up and you might get a discount. Yeah. If you need a discount, you can email me. My email is Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A at DawnBarton.com. Okay. And you can find me on Instagram at Melissa, M-E-L-I-S underscore Michio, M-I-C-H-I-Y-O, because I'm Japanese. Well, and (laughs) I'm like... I'm so glad you said that. I always wondered what your Instagram was. Do any of y'all have a friend out there who has an Instagram handle that you don't know what (laughs) that is? It's not my maiden name. It's my middle name. It was my grandma's name. She's full on Japanese. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, at the end of every podcast, we always pray, Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakin.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>